Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, welcome to Vaginas and Vertebrae. This is actually take two again because I just deleted this episode accidentally over the weekend. You know, we're, we're not perfect. I think it's that, what is it called? Mercury retrograde? Mercury is in retrograde. If oh you, my gosh. If you don't know about it, I don't know if you want to dive into it or not. Or It's like messing with my life right now. Like my emotions, everybody, we're all, we're all upside down. But anyways, our episode is on how to find a good, and I mean a good yeah. pelvic PT, because there are a lot of pelvic PTs out there, but there are some things that we need to kind of consider. And I always like to ask too, you know, like, Madeline, if you go back to kind of when you were a patient or whatever, because we've kind of shared a little bit about seeing each other as far as clients go, but what was it that you were looking for in a pelvic PT? I think this is important (laughs) for me to know, too. Okay. Yeah, I can do it because I know there's differences in pelvic floor PTs out there, and I have my opinion on what I think is better. (laughs) Um, Well, one, I didn't know about pelvic floor PT for a while, and then when I found out about it, I was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) Everyone needs this. Like, why is this not happening? Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that's out there. Yeah. Um, but I, when I was looking or what I was looking for was somebody, one who I clearly I felt comfortable with mm-hmm. and it's kind of intimate yep. <laughs> in each other's like very private areas and space. Yeah. And you talk about a lot of emotional different things. So somebody mm-hmm. that you can trust and feel comfortable with. Um, I was also, I wanted somebody who could support me and explain things. So I knew how to help myself. Mm-hmm. So to, what I, t- what I like educator tell people about when they're seeing a pelvic or looking for one mm-hmm. is there are some, and I'm sure we'll dive into it in a little bit. Yeah. There are some that do internal exams versus don't do internal exams. I wanted somebody who did an internal exam because I don't know how you know what's working or not mm-hmm. working or in what fashion without doing one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I wanted someone who to teach me how to activate and use my own myself using my muscles, not with some sort of machine. And then how to actually do that within like my daily life because mm-hmm. I do CrossFit and I do run and I do adjust patients and all these things. So how am I going to make sure my body's functioning the way it is? So I needed somebody to help teach me how to work yeah. that into it. And um, I know just from knowing you that not all are created equal in that fashion. So <laughs> Just as in, in any profession. And it's like I yeah. preach all the time. There are good ones. There are not good ones. I never say bad ones because yeah. I really think everyone has potential to improve. Mm-hmm. But with pelvic PT, it is such like an intimate thing. So the first thing we're going to touch on is the comfort level. You you guys need to call us and interview us because we're about to see your vagina. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they look. I can't say that all of us right. do. Hopefully we're going to get into those personal questions about bowel, bladder, and your sex life. And um, it's just so important that you're comfortable with us and you feel confident in answering honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I'll say I have a lot of clients that will come in and I'll ask every single client of mine if there was a history of trauma of any sort. And I know a lot of them lie to me because mm-hmm. it's an uncomfortable topic. But eventually they tell me the truth, right? And I really just I recommend all of my clients when you're looking for a pelvic PT, if one of us makes a recommendation for you, call them and ask them to talk to them first. 
If they say no, run. Like, it's yeah. just not worth your time if they're not going to give you 10 minutes just to talk to them. But it's just, it's very important that you connect with that person. And it doesn't mean that you have to be best friends. That's not always the case. That's not always something that's, you know, easy to do anyways. Mm -hmm. But it's something that you need to be comfortable about talking about those weird things. And I say weird things because we're talking like poop, pee, sex, so orgasms. Yeah. Stuff we don't really and discuss with other people. Yep, you know? yep. And your pelvic PT needs to be comfortable talking about them too because it's yeah. pretty obvious when you go into one and they're like, oh, tell me about your, uh, your, uh, your, you know, intimacy. <laughs> As they don't even look you As in the eyes. As in my what? <laughs> yep. And then they look away and then it's just all these things. And I had to work on that. It yeah. wasn't something I was comfortable talking about. Because you all know, based on my story, when we introduced this podcast, you know, like I never talked about pelvic floor or vaginas or vulvas or anything growing up. Yeah. So this is a whole new world to me when I had to ask a client what their poop looks like. What about your, like, what about your clitoris? Like, can you have an orgasm if somebody touches it? Like, it's just like interesting questions that we need to be asking you. So you've got to be able to be comfortable with your pelvic PT. And what Dr. Madeline was talking about, about some clinicians do an internal assessment and some of us don't. That's a significant portion of getting a true pelvic floor assessment, in my opinion. And again, this is opinionated. This is not to be taken as medical advice by any means. And I know a lot of people disagree with me, and I'm cool with that. But <laughs> the thing is, as a pelvic floor physical therapist specializes with all of the organs, the muscles, the tendons, the ligaments, all the things technically right in the middle of your body, your core, your diaphragm, your pelvic floor, your vagina, your rectum, like all that stuff. That's what we specialize in. That's what we're trained on understanding and learning. If you go into a pelvic floor physical therapist, they don't look, they don't ask those questions, and they give you Kegels, you should mm -hmm. probably run and quit because right. it's just that there's no possible way of understanding what your muscle is doing if we don't assess it. Right. And I always describe it to a client who has shoulder pain. If you come in and I don't touch your shoulder or watch you move it at all, are you going to trust me when I tell you what to do? Nope. You know, it's, it's, it's like a crazy thing to me. I don't understand that. Now, there are reasons why we won't do an internal, uh, for instance, trauma background, for instance, extreme pelvic pain. Sure. There are some things, but we still need to be asking that question. Are you comfortable with the internal assessment? How can I make you comfortable with an internal assessment? And then also, a lot of times I need to do an internal assessment vaginally and rectally. So we've got to talk about those things and you've got to be able to understand what the muscle is doing on both sides. So it's actually really important if you yourself know or don't know. So most of you are probably like, well, now I don't know if I'm doing a Kegel, right? right. You know, like I have no idea. I can tell you that the majority of women don't do them, right? <laughs> and it's important and you'll never know if you are doing them right unless you have a proper assessment. Sure. You know, and that does involve an internal assessment so we can feel what's going on with the muscles. Because the right side could be doing something different. The left side could be doing something right. different. You may have no endurance. But yeah, that's... That's a big one for me and something that I've always um, asked people to look for. So that's a yeah. question you need to ask when you call to talk to them. Do you perform an internal assessment? And I love it when clients ask me that because a lot of times it gives me the ability to open up to ask them why are they uncomfortable with that or why are they comfortable with that or why do they feel they need one and then I get more information as well. Sure. So yeah, it's definitely an important thing to look for. <laughs> so some do internal and external exams. Well, what about, I know some people, and I know there's a time and place for everything. What I really value and like about Dr. Kaylee is like, you do teach your patients how to activate or not activate or whatever that area needs themselves, mm -hmm. not just with like a machine. Mm -hmm. Because to me, that makes sense. Like I'm going to yeah. go out in my daily life and I'm going to move. So I need to know how to move and work things properly. Versus like I'm not going to walk around with some machine 
<laughs> between my legs telling me what to do all day. Like, that's not going to happen in real that life. That might give me a different response than I'm looking for. You know, constant <laughs> right. orgasm in the street. <laughs> if anybody has one of those, let me know. <laughs> I'm not that's a bad thing. But... <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so Dr. Madeline's talking about the biofeedback machine um, or e-stim. So there's two different types yeah. of machines that we can use in the pelvic floor mm-hmm. world. And I will say a lot of time, I actually don't use either um, mm-hmm. in my practice now. Right. And it's not because I don't believe in them. I understand the value of them with certain types of clients. But my problem with them is the fact that I get to see you an hour and a half every week or every other week and you have 24 hours in a day and seven days a week. How the heck am I supposed to expect you to do your exercises if you don't first learn in the clinic with me how you're supposed to do it? Sure. How am I supposed to teach you how to Kegel if you're coming in on a machine that you don't even know what the hell you're supposed to be doing, right? And then you're leaving and then you're going home and you're like, I don't really remember what she said to do. Right. And again, it's valuable for certain situations. And some of those situations for biofeedback would be someone who has like a spinal cord injury, neurological disorder, or has no feeling whatsoever in their pelvic floor. And I can't get them to contract Mm -hmm. because there are options to rent them for home use if necessary. Um, Still haven't done that though in my Mm -hmm. practice. I really just don't find it necessary to be used and I think they're overutilized. I think that teaching a client, and actually I don't think, I know that teaching a client to feel a proper Kegel, to feel proper relaxation, and to feel that proper coordination of the pelvic floor with exercise, to feel that in the clinic and then go do it in their home exercise programs is like the top benefit that they can get because now they know what their body is doing now they can feel it Mm -hmm. now that cueing for me comes in a different way you know I do do the internal assessment so I cue you that way sometimes I have to have clients cue themselves sometimes I do prescribe things like kegel weights but again it's very rare that I do that because I want you to feel it that day one I want you to feel what I'm looking for when you feel that then I give you cues to do at home and then at home you're practicing that Mm-hmm. Most of the time, my clients come back and they're like, hey, I get it. I felt it. This felt great. I feel awesome. it. I'm cute. I know what I'm supposed to yeah. be doing. But it's super important because if you walk into a clinic again and there's no internal assessment mm-hmm. or nobody even offers one or asks you any questions about bowel, bladder, or anything like that, and then they just put you on a machine, I, I would beg to differ that that's the best place for you. Um, because again, they're not paying attention to the true intimate nature of what's going on. And especially if you have pain with sex or something mm-hmm. like that and you're only doing biofeedback and you're only doing Kegels, I have an issue with that. Right. And I know I'm picking a lot of bones on this episode, but it's all good. that's what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> exactly. I guess. That's why we have our own podcast. Exactly. We do what we want. Vaginas <laughs> and vertebrae, do what you want. No, seriously, I would love to answer any questions that you have specifically about biofeedback or e-STEM, though, if you have those. I won't bore you all with the details and the research and things like that because, again, they are effective in certain forms and states, just like anything. But I don't use them in my practice because I find it more beneficial to teach a client how to feel their own body and learn how to use their own muscle. Mm -hmm. Because postpartum, if you don't, it's going to happen with second pregnancy. We won't have oh any gosh. feeling or know how to contract or how to coordinate or anything like that. And I see it way too often. So, I know. yeah, it's really important to learn what your body's doing and how to coordinate and connect everything. So, yeah, great. Great question, though. I like getting that one on my interviews. <laughs> so if you're in an interview with Dr. Kaylee, yes. make sure you ask that one. I'm actually telling you exactly what to ask me, so this is great. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be like, did you listen to episode, what is this, eight, seven, eight? I don't eight? know. Episode awesome. Oh my gosh, we're know. almost to ten. <laughs> Time flies. We are growing. This is amazing. We got some t-shirts, y'all. We got some swag coming yeah. out. Keep an eye out. We're excited. excited. They look great. Anyways, totally down a rabbit yeah. hole. What else you got? <laughs> 
uh, do you, so when you're looking or you're advising people to look or with you, like, do you take insurance? Are you out of network? Yay. What does that look like for you? Cash? Yep. So it's actually very similar to how Dr. Madeline answered this question last week on how to find a good chiropractor or the chiropractor that's right for you. I personally don't take insurance, and um, there's a whole slew of reasons on why, and I could go down this rabbit hole. That's for, another episode. Yeah, another episode. We're going to talk about that specifically, about insurance versus like con concierge cash pay, things like that, to give you all, all of that information. But I can't say that you need to look for an insurance-based PT versus a cash sure. pay because there are great ones in each yep. realm. So what I do recommend, again, is calling and making sure that you are interviewing them. You will find less time a lot of the times. You will find less time is available to you if you go to an insurance clinic based on the limitations. Now, I've talked to a couple colleagues, though, that can spend an hour with their clients, which is awesome. Yeah. So if you can find someone that has the ability to see you for a long period of time, is able to run late a little bit if you need to. And you also want to pay attention to how many clients are they seeing in a day? Because sometimes in the insurance world, you're seeing a little more. For me, for instance, based on my story that I shared with you all a couple weeks ago, I was just seeing way too many that I was comfortable for, you know? I was seeing one after the other, after the other, after the other. And I was going in between ortho, so like shoulders and feet, things like that. And then I was also doing women's health. It was a hot mess. And so I was going through all of that and I was exhausted. And I wasn't able to give 100% because I was constantly watching the watch uh, yeah. clock. I was trying to pay attention to make sure I wasn't late for the rest of my day. I was trying to make sure all of the home exercise programs from the six other clients I just saw was given to them. And it was just, it was, it was tough. But again, not all clinics are run that way. So you just need to ask the right questions and make sure that they understand as far as like what your expectations are. As far as cash pay, you technically are going to get what you pay for. You know, like you, you pay a higher amount, it seems like initially, but we'll explain this again in a later episode. But you pay the money up front to get the time and the value. So I have no restriction on time. I can spend as much time as I want to with you. So I actually offer the hour and a half time slot for each of my clients. I'm able to freely send you whatever the heck I want to send you, whether it's a YouTube video, whether it is a link to a website, whether it's a referral, whatever it might be. I can give you access to all of that without time restrictions, no like restrictions based on insurance that won't cover it. I'm not being paid based on increased units, meaning if I use biofeedback, get paid more. If I use a hot pack, get paid more, things like that. I'm right. not getting paid on that. Yeah. So it's just really important that you understand comfort level and then also asking them all of those questions. It really does depend on the clinician though. Um, my personal preference is cash-based. That is again, because I've been able to allow more value and I get more attention given to my clients and my clients get better quicker because I have the ability to spend that time with them. I don't need to see you two to three times a week because I have that time and the ability to communicate with you throughout. Mm -hmm. So it's just important though, again, to pay attention to both sides of things. I'm not going to bash either side, but when we do the educational episode on cash versus insurance, you'll learn a lot about the reasoning why both of us have chosen to go the cash route and the importance of paying attention to what your insurance plan really means. And what it really means. Yes, not what really, they really so, means. Not what they made it look like it means. Yeah. Like, what does it really mean? Not what made you buy and, like, the prettiness on it, but, like, the, the fine print. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are going to talk about that, and I talk about it with each of my clients. And, you know, there's always options to try for reimbursement. There's always um, health savings accounts, things like that. But definitely uh, I have a preference for cash pay side of things, so... Yeah. So, but again, you can't really look for one versus the other. That's a hard, that's a hard one to say because I'm, I have great colleagues in both. 
<laughs> but I'm the best here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> kidding, kidding. No, that is a great question, though. And I'm excited to kind of produce that episode with you because I think, like, both of us get those questions every day. Yeah, and it's, you know, whether or not, the way I answer that, my clients will ask me during the interview, I call it a discovery visit, but it's really an interview, and they ask me, well, do you take insurance? And it's actually my favorite question, because the way I answer that is, no, I choose not to take insurance because I want to treat my patients. I don't I don't want to treat for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. I'm not working for an insurance company. I'm working for my clients. Yeah, like, that's not what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be dictated on, you can only see this client six visits or you only get 30 minutes or, you know, you get 20 bucks for an hour. Like I don't want to be dictated on that. Mm -hmm. So it's again a preference, but definitely good ones in both sides of things. So it's a preference for you as well and who you connect with. Yeah. Good. Good answer. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Did I pass? I think so. Was that an A or like a B? It was an A. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I ramble sometimes about that question. I like to ramble because I always have so much to say about everything. <laughs> and so people are like, are you going down a rabbit hole? And I'm like, yeah, can you see it? And they're like, yeah, your eyes get all big. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I have a lot of knowledge in here, I guess. I just like to talk. <laughs> I actually right. lose my voice when I talk too much too. So it's coming. I feel it already. It's only Monday. <laughs> She's going to be doing great by Friday. (laughs) It'll be good. It'll be good. But really, ultimately, again, pelvic PT, the main thing that I would recommend when you are looking for a good one is, you know, and reviews go a long way, too. Like, there's a lot to say about Google reviews, Facebook reviews, Instagram, word of mouth, like, who's being referred in the area the big reason why those things happen. And I think it's important to make sure that you follow them if they're on social media for a little bit, see if you connect with them. Majority of my clients do come from that way. They're either on Google or they follow me on Instagram or something like that. And then make sure that you call and ask if you can just chat with them for a moment. And again, if you get the front desk and they won't let you talk to the doctor, they won't schedule a time or anything like that, that might be an issue for me. Actually, it would be. I would have a problem with that because I think that as a clinician, we should be totally open to answering your questions before you come in and transfer money. So it's really important that you connect with them. Make sure you set up and tell them your expectations as far as these are the goals that I want for my treatment. This is what's going on and this is what I need help with. Because it's easy as a clinician to say, these are the things that are going on and I can fix it. Whereas I don't want to base it on my goals. I want to base it on yours. Yeah, that's the same in our office, too. Mm -hmm. If we want to know what your actual goals are, what's going to change your life or make your life better? What are you really striving for? Yep. And when you, some people come in, I'm sure you, well, I don't know. I got to dig a little bit. Some people be like, nothing. Okay, you're here for a reason. Like, what is it really? So share it with us. We want to know. We want to support you in that. Be open and honest about it, too. Like, I had a phone call not too long ago, and I was on the phone, and she went, and it was like, 20 minute conversation. It was like an 18 minute conversation about what was going on. And I just asked one simple question. I was like, well, what, what is your goal with me? If you are to come in and see me, I've never seen her before. And she started to cry. And she said, nobody has ever asked me like what I wanted. She was like, I've always based it on what my doctors tell me. I've always based it on what my kids need. I've always based it on what my husband wants. She's like, I don't actually know how to answer that. And so instead of just being like, oh, okay, well, pay me and then come in and we'll figure things out. It was like, okay, well, I want you to think about that. And then we hopped on the call again and she was able to list out five goals that she had for her postpartum rehab. And it was a really beautiful thing because they they don't always include working out five times a week or running 16 miles, one of which was literally to have pain-free sex, have a bowel movement that didn't make her feel like everything was falling out. Like little things like that matter. And make sure that you're sharing that with a pelvic PT who is going to give you the space to feel comfortable 
Also going to let you cry if you need to cry. Also going to let you nap if you need to. I say that because it happens all the time, moms. <laughs> and it's okay to feel safe and comfortable because that's what we are trying to build a reputation for because that's what we're here for. And I can say the same for Dr. Madeline and her sister, Dr. Johanna here at Atlas Chiropractic. I think they do a beautiful job of offering that support and that safety as well. And it's again, you know, like the podcast, the purpose of this is to never like recommend our services only and like say we're the only ones for all of this, but it's really just giving you the resources to understand Talk to us. Let us know what's going on, how we can help. If you live in another state and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I think I need a pelvic PT or a chiropractor, reach out. We have directories. One for pelvic PT is pelvicguru, P-E-L-V-I-C-G-U-R-U.com. And there's a directory uh, option and you can type in where you're from and physical therapist and it'll pop up all of the options that you have and they're all phenomenal. That uh, whole directory actually has a lot of sex educators. It has uh, personal trainers, people that focus on pregnancy and postpartum, all kinds of good stuff. So make sure that you reach out, though. Ask us questions. But ask your pelvic PT questions before you go in. Because it can be kind of awkward to be, like, never meeting somebody and then talk about your sex life. Of course. (laughs) I understand that. (laughs) I know that based on experience, too. (laughs) Granted, now I'm just like, hey, I have a shirt that says vagina on it. Let's just talk about sex. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, when people... Talk to me about sex randomly yeah. in the public. I'm like, uh, is this Dr. Kaylee's <laughs> Getting referrals from the ghetto. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome, guys. We will see you next time on Vaginas and Vertebrae. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye.